Welcome to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Onaway, Michigan. I'm Pastor Trent Wahlberg, and you're listening to Preaching and the Word. The word for the 18th Sunday after Pentecost comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers, who stood at a distance, and lifting up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was not one found to return and give thanks to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. When he was on his way to Jerusalem to accomplish the salvation of mankind, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. This opening sentence to our gospel reading is more important than we might at first realize. For one thing, it sets the context, and context is important. It doesn't take place in Galilee, where Jesus was from. He wasn't on his own home turf. Neither was it deep in enemy territory in Samaria or on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Nor was it in Jerusalem, that holy and royal city, but rather in between, on the border, in the margin, in that transitional space in some unnamed village. I think that in many ways this is where we are today, in between two places. And I don't mean that literally, but spiritually or even theologically. If you'll notice, just about all the major issues we are facing culturally today are taking place in this transitional space, in between. Even many of our leaders, including the president, have said that we are in a transitional time. Never mind what you think that refers to, transitioning from fossil fuels to renewable energy or whatever. The transition is the point. One of the biggest cultural battles going on right now in the West is the transgender issue. Even though they make up a fraction of a percent of the population, still transgenderism is being pushed to the forefront. There's an International Day of Transgender Visibility in March. In addition to Pride Month and all the other LGBT Q&A representation initiatives, Drag Queen Story Hour was introduced to public libraries back in 2015, and in more recent years it has been expanded to actual drag shows being targeted toward kids. Putting aside the clearly satanic nature of transgender ideology for just a moment, it explicitly blurs the line between the created order of male and female. It exists in the in-between, on the fringe, in the margin of that transitional space. What transgenderism represents culturally is a border issue. The same could be said for people who identify as non-binary, people who don't consider themselves to be either male or female. There is something special in between. What happens on the border between two things is important. In our own country, there is a crisis going on at the border. Many European countries are experiencing the same thing, but it's estimated that over 2 million illegal immigrants will have crossed the border by the end of this year alone. 
Border crossings represent a demographic and therefore cultural shift. Even the war going on in Ukraine is related to this idea of borders and the space between. Remember when we used to call it the Ukraine? Maybe you still call it that. But that's because the word Ukraine comes from the old Slavic word that literally means borderland. It's called the borderland, the Ukraine, because it's the border between Russia and Europe. I'm not making any political statements here. I'm just trying to illustrate that we are living in a transitional time in history on the border between two eras. God only knows what awaits us on either side, good or bad. Time will tell. But I've heard from many people that you have noticed the same thing, that the times, they are a-changing. We are fighting a war on the border, both literally and symbolically. And that is where we meet Jesus today, both in the gospel and in our world. All the issues I've mentioned so far are some of the most sensitive and divisive issues in the world today, but all of these things have to do in one way or another with what's on the outside, on the border. That's what a border is. It's that place on the outermost edge of society. Properly understood, it's not quite in here, nor is it exactly out there. It's neither, sort of in between, in that, and that's where we meet Jesus in our gospel reading for today, passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As Jesus entered a village there on the border, he was met by ten lepers. Lepers were people on the border of society. They were pushed to the margin because of their disease. Lepers were outsiders, and they called out to Jesus from a distance because they knew they were not permitted to go near a healthy person. They were unclean and lived in their own quarantined leper communities to avoid infecting others. Even today, a leper is what you might call someone who is an outcast or relegated to the margins. What does it mean to be living in this space between? That's what Jesus teaches us today as he encountered these untouchables on the fringes of society. The Bible provides us with much more than basic instructions before leaving earth as some say. Rather, it provides a cosmic vision of reality. I believe that my, that my job as a pastor is not just to explain the Bible and how it applies to your life. It's also to show how your life and the world around us fits into the Bible. It's not just about drawing the contents of Scripture out into the world, but rather seeing our world and our lives being played out in Scripture. Again, politics aside, I'm speaking symbolically, we are in a transitional period, and we see it manifest all around us in many ways. We are in the space between, on the margin, on the outside of one era, and preparing to enter a new era, whatever that may be. Jesus encountered outsiders on the fringes of society, and that's our experience too. So what are we to do about these border cases? That's the question we're dealing with today. Christianity has a long history and tradition of bringing in the marginalized and outcast. However, this part of who we are is often misunderstood by, by well-meaning people. The approach we often default to these days is accepting the outsider and marginalized without demanding any change. We say things like, judge not, or whatever. But that's not what Jesus did, and it's not what he tells us to do either. 
It's true that Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes, but many of the so-called Christians who invite drag queens to perform in their churches fail to understand that Jesus actually healed the lepers. He told the prostitutes to go and sin no more, leave that life behind you, and come follow me. When those poor lepers cried out to Jesus for mercy, his answer to them was not, you are fine just how you are, it's other people. It's other people's fault for not accepting you. Go home, go back to your families, return to your lives, and if anyone doesn't love you just the way you are, flesh-eating bacteria and all, then they're leprophobic, and you should kick them out of polite society just like they did to you. No. Rather, he said, go and show yourself to the priests. The priests functioned more or less like doctors who would look them over to verify whether or not the leprosy was really gone, and if so, they would make the appropriate sacrifices and officially declare the person clean so that they could go back to society, return to their families, and so forth. They obeyed Jesus, and on the way, they were all cleansed, so that by the time they got to the priest, they gave them a clean bill of health. The lepers desired mercy. They did not want to remain as leopards lepers on the outside of society. They did not want to be accepted as they were, but they wanted to be made acceptable by Jesus. They wanted to be made clean, not to make the rest of the world unclean. This change that the lepers desired was not something that they could do by their own efforts. They couldn't heal themselves. Rather, they had to trust Jesus. They had to have faith that Jesus would heal them and make them whole. So when he said to go and show yourself to the priest, they believed him and did as he commanded. This is how God interacts with us who are in the margin, separated from a holy God by our sin. We are all like the lepers. We are all sinful and unclean. We cannot free ourselves from, our, from this sinful condition. So if we want to be healed, we must ask God for mercy. We must admit that we are not fine the way we are. We need Jesus to have mercy on us and to make us acceptable. By faith, Jesus does heal us and forgive our sins so that we can have communion with the Holy God who made us in his image. God sent his Son for this purpose, to show mercy to those who are separated from him. This is emphasized by the fact that one of the ten, when he saw that he was cleansed, returned to give thanks to Jesus, praising God with a loud voice, and he was a Samaritan. It is implied that the other nine lepers were Jews. God had established a covenant with them through their father Abraham. He had given them his law through Moses and had instituted the process through which they would be declared clean by a Jewish priest and return to Jewish life and worship. But the Samaritan was an outsider. In that leper community there on the border between Galilee and Samaria, there was little difference between Jew and Gentile, Jew and Samaritan. They were all in the same boat. I suppose it can be hard to hate someone when you're both suffering from the same disease. But when you take away the flesh-eating bacteria, and the, Samar the, the Samaritan is still unclean according to Jewish law. The Samaritan really had no business going to the priest to be declared clean. That wasn't his culture. Those weren't his people. That wasn't his law. He was an outsider among outsiders. He lived in the most distant margin of the border. Nevertheless, Jesus had mercy on him. More than that, he commended him for his faith. 
Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus shows mercy to all who repent, even foreigners and those who are far away. That's what repentance means, to turn away from sin and return to God. That's what the Samaritan did. On the border between Galilee and Samaria, in a colony of lepers, was a foreigner. He was an outsider on the furthest fringes of the margin, yet he was held up as an example of faith because he alone returned to give thanks and worship Jesus. The point is not to bash the other nine for their faithlessness. They were in their own situation and were just following Jesus' orders. They also were being faithful. But what this illustrates is that no one is beyond saving. No one is too far removed from Jesus. The border can be crossed. We can become citizens of God's kingdom and brought into his house by the blood of Jesus. As strange and unique as this particular time we are living in may be, nothing is really new under the sun. We have, all, we have always been in a transitional time in this fallen world. We are being kept in suspense between heaven and hell. We are all sinful and unclean lepers, crying out to God for mercy, pleading that he would heal us. We do not want him to affirm us in our sin, and certainly we don't want him to leave us alone and let the whole world go leprous like us. Rather, we cry out to him for mercy, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us sinners. Having received his mercy, we are to go and be healed, to be forgiven, and give him thanks. Living in this transitional time, we will encounter many people on the fringes, like ourselves, who, who need to be healed and forgiven, who need to know the mercy of God. So what does this mean? How do we care for those who are stuck in between, the outcast, the sick, and the dying? What do we do about transgender and non-binary people who have fallen from the created order of male and female? The answer is certainly not to trans the kids, as they say, and push everyone onto the border with the lepers and outcast. Rather, is to lead them to repentance and faith in Jesus, that he will heal and make them whole. For us to show mercy to those who are lost does not mean accepting people as they are, but showing them a God who will make them acceptable. Just as he made you acceptable, and daily and richly forgives all your sins. Jesus shows mercy to everyone who calls out to him and repents. But we are still stuck in between. We still continue to struggle with sin and temptation. We continue to struggle with various kinds of dysphoria. We continue to battle addiction. We continue to get sick and we all still die. We are still strangers in this world. We continue to repent every day, to return to Jesus, to receive his grace and mercy. We return to his table to receive his body and blood. We continue to rely on him and continue to have faith. By rising from the dead, Jesus proved that we will be brought through to the other side. We will be relieved from this sickness that is killing us. We will be freed from our sin and death forever, one day. But in the meantime, Jesus is with you and continues to show you mercy. And so he says, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. 
In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support our ministry here at Holy Cross in Onaway, you can share this podcast and give us a five-star rating. If you would like to make a financial gift, please make checks payable to Holy Cross Lutheran Church and mail it to us at 3786 Glacier Road, Onaway, Michigan. That's G-L-A-S-I-E-R Road, Onaway, Michigan, 49765. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.